1: Edward Brown.
2: Welcome, you're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host Edward Brown, along with my co-host Mark Honf of Pacific Private Money. So far, it's just mano Mono. Hopefully, uh, Nam will join us a little bit later on. Our phone number is 888- 912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. In fact, with the winter time, uh, getting your tan on uh, through tanning uh, Tan Bella might not be a bad idea.
3: I don't know. The weather's been pretty good lately. It's November, you know, first part of
2: november here and it's just the weather's awesome it is it's it really is like a a, but it won't last you're
3: right it's just like when it changes it'll just be raining and cold like summer to winter
2: exactly okay uh and those certificates are not sponsored by the radio station but by tan bella tanning salon with two locations in san francisco and one in Marin. today's trivia theme is a random trivia uh mark you get some statistics for us don't you no i wouldn 't do
3: something as boring as that to share statistics <laughs> no no, no no no, so it 's that time of year uh, or I should say time of the month okay. <laughs> I get, be careful what i say there it's yeah it's that it 's that well okay it 's that time of the month when the the newspapers come out with uh, you know last month 's um, numbers i won 't call them statistics on real estate sales, and I, I guess this week the the biggest news was that the the um, surprisingly sharp drop in the number of housing units sold in the Bay Area, and so I just uh, I printed out this this little schedule. And I'm I'm looking at, it and it's and I guess what was surprising is, you know, last year numbers weren't huge numbers. In fact, the last several years, unit numbers have trended downward Hmm. and um, this September year over year September 2018 versus September 2017 it's down 19% it went from 70 roughly 7400 units sold to just under 6000 units sold and I just I just find that really interesting because at the same time year over year Home prices are up another 10 percent. So, in other words, we've been pacing at about 10 percent for most of 2018, although at the beginning of 2018, it did seem like that pace was slowing a little bit. Um, Case Schiller came out with their uh, report for the month of August. And they show the San Francisco Bay Area is up essentially between roughly the high nines. You know, let's let's round up and call it 10% year over year. We're at the beginning of the year. Those numbers were closer to six. And and if you were listening to to our show back then, my prediction was was that was going to be the new normal for the San Francisco Bay Area, that we were finally coming off this multi-year binge of double-digit price increases. But that really hasn't happened. So we went from several. You know, almost a quarter, maybe a little bit more of six percent uh, uh, annual rate of uh, price appreciation. Now back up to where we were um, year and a half ago, which is we're, we're basically at, at double digits. So, so we've got units <laughs> units going down, fewer yeah. buyers out there, more houses sitting on the market, particularly at the higher end. If you're if you're home in 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 the wealthier parts of the Bay Area, and of course we're very familiar with Southern Marin uh, here at the Best of Investing because we live. In Marin, uh, many homes are sitting uh, unsold on the market with with you know price break after price break, yet you know um, yet we're not building a lot of new units, so it's just yeah. it's 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 perplexing yeah, in a way that yeah. you've got uh, you know home prices continuing to rise, unit sales going down, they're not building a lot of new um, homes yet. There's there's
2: there's an inherent demand still for housing. So I wonder if it's, you know, the prices are are increasing, but maybe they're at a point where people are a little bit nervous about how high they are. And so maybe that's why there's not as many sales.
3: Well, certainly it's harder to get bank financing. Uh, we all know. We talk about that all the time on this show. It's hard to get bank financing. You actually have to show and prove that you <laughs> make money and you have the ability to afford the monthly payments and that you have the down payment. Um, it's just that, and rents continue to go up. So so I, I know that there's an, um, there's a demand for housing. It's just, it's, it's interesting. I wonder if people are, are starting to maybe sit on the sidelines a bit and wait for uh, the upcoming um,
2: election. Maybe. Well, I, don't
3: and, know. I was, I was going to say the upcoming recession, which ah, no one, one is cool. actually predicting when that's going to happen. It's just that we're 10 years into this economic cycle. And so the smart money is that, you know, within the next 24 months, we're probably going to be, uh, if it hasn't already started, we'll be within that downturn. So it's just, it's interesting. We'll talk a little bit more in the next segment. I've got some other um, articles here about uh, opinions on the housing market. So okay. stay
2: tuned. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Before we cut to our first commercial break i want to make a mention here for a new sponsor mountain mike's pizza Mm. in san rafael now you've heard their commercials you know pizza the way it ought to be uh so our friends at uh san rafael mountain mike's pizza right on fourth street miracle mile check them out uh let's see first trivia question is again we're talking random trivia here what do you call a triangle that has two equal sides you remember your geometry don't you A triangle with two equal sides. All right? That's our trivia question. Call 888-912-1190 if you're the first caller with the correct answer. You're going to win that tanning certificate, which is worth over $100 and is transferable. So uh, you want to uh, call 888-912-1190 and answer this question. What do you call a triangle that has two equal sides? And don't touch that dial. The best of investing. We're going to be right back.
1: For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf of Pacific Private Money. Here was our first trivia question. What do you call a triangle that has two equal sides? The only triangle weird name that I remember from school is Isosceles. That is correct. The <laughs> Isosceles Triangle, Mr. Geometry himself. Hey, want to make a quick mention here for the Transcendence Theater. Now, we've gone to their performances before, and they're always first rate. This one's going to be at the Luther Burbank Center in Santa Rosa, and it's their holiday one. So you want to check them out, Transcendence Theater. Uh, I think their uh, website they also have is bestnightever.com. But if you look at Transcendence Theater, Luther. Luther Burbank, check the various times and schedules. You will not be disappointed. Uh, First rate uh, show that they put on. All right, Mark, continue on.
3: So, we started the segment uh, talking a little bit about um, real estate uh, unit sales and the fact that unit sales continue to go down in the Bay Area while prices continue to go up. And I wondered if that's because more and more people are, you know, well, A, fewer people can afford, but also, you know, people might be sitting on the sidelines going, you know, why buy now when so many people are saying that we're really close to the next yeah. real estate cycle, the next real estate recession? We'll buy on the when prices are going down and when it's a buyer's market finally. But uh, I got an um, article here uh, last week. Robert Shiller, the famous Robert Shiller, who was one of the uh, few who predicted uh, the crash of real estate uh, pricing back in 2008 and six, and uh, was not popular at the time for, for making that call. Uh, and he's also the publisher of the case Schiller Index, which is a um, highly read and highly regarded uh, scale of pri- home price appreciation, as opposed to those articles that come out every month saying how high or low the median home price index has changed. Mm, yeah. As unit sales have gone down, median prices become less and less relevant. And what becomes more relevant is, you know, what's the average price per square foot uh, on a neighborhood basis? Mm-hmm. Uh On home sales, and that's that's Case-Shiller, among other um, uh, among other variables that they track, is 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 price per square foot of home sales. So Robert Schiller, Robert Schiller was quoted uh, this week as uh, basically saying that he didn't believe that the housing market would crash like it did in 2008. And uh, just briefly, the article says a sharp slowdown in the housing market has led to worries that a repeat of the subprime meltdown of 2007 and 8 might be brewing. But the Nobel laureate economist who predicted that crisis believes that such fears are overblown today. While noting that home prices have been rising since 2012, Mr. Schiller told CNBC a housing bubble is not much in evidence and it's not the same. As it was in 2008, why? it's more placid, he added. I don't expect a sharp turn in the housing market at this point. Well, th- th- it, he didn't actually give a reason why, but he kind of laid a little bit of a backdrop uh, as a, you know, a reminder, you know, at, at, at this point, 10 years ago, what was happening you know, and, and a bubble in housing prices and the subsequent subprime meltdown were key factors spurring the broader financial crisis of 2008. House prices shot up in a speculative frenzy lending institutions were unduly lax in extending credit, yep. many home buyers assumed mortgages that were beyond their long-term capabilities to finance, and eventually a wave of defaults by borrowers threatened the solvency of some key financial institutions. This in turn led to a severe decline in liquidity, a stock market collapse, and a collapsing economy worldwide. So, Without getting into a tremendous amount of detail, uh, Mr. Schiller basically said, in my opinion, um, we're not in the same situation. We have a more placid situation. Yes, housing prices are high, but there aren't... Um, there there isn't well, an underlying, underlying bubble yeah in people are not buying beyond their means well they're not able to today yeah. that's that's the bottom line and uh so but still so the question that gets the question, you know when is when is the next um, housing cycle what's likely to cause it, and we 've been going to a lot of uh, conferences lately, and, and uh, we attended a family office conference in Napa uh, last week. Uh, we go there looking for you know looking to spread the news on the Pacific private money fund to family offices and those of super high net worth to see if mm-hmm. we can't uh, encourage some of them to maybe diversify some of their uh, investments into real estate debt, which we 're very big fans of, and there was a magazine there a family office publication, and it had an article there about uh, from a gentleman who seems pretty smart, and he got published in a a magazine or read by some very smart and wealthy people. And it was his um, breakdown of what he believes is a dependable real estate cycle. And he'd gone back uh, 150 years Hmm. and believes he has found an 18-year real estate cycle. And... One of the features that he says of that 18-year cycle is that it goes up for approximately seven to eight years, and then there's usually a minor correction, and then it goes up for another seven, eight years and uh, approaches a cyclical peak, and then a major correction follows shortly thereafter. So if there actually is something to that and there is a fairly... Uh, historically dependable 18-year cycle, where are we now yeah. in that cycle? And so the article does uh, talk about that. It, uh, it believes that we are in the first segment still of an 18-year cycle, that we had the major correction in 2007 through 2011, and that we, uh, he expects prices to continue to rise until around 2020 and 2021, in which if according to the 18 year cycle chart, the correction will be minor which would follow with most uh, smart people's predictions yeah. who know real estate saying, yeah, there'll be a correction, but they don't expect it to be major, okay. anywhere from 5 to 15% price correction. Um, then this model predicts it will continue to go up uh, until the year 2026, and that in 2026, we will have reached the peak, and then after that, we can expect approximately a four-year period of declining real estate prices. Okay. if. The model holds yeah. the problem I have with <laughs> theories like this and models like this reminds me of the guy who at the other real estate event we went to during the summer that said he's he's found a correlation between um, business cycles and real estate cycles and Fibonacci numbers. And he said Fibonacci. and based on his uh, his study over 100 years of Fibonacci numbers that uh, in November of 2021. All heck's going to break loose. So sell before then, because that's when the next recession is going to hit. So I just, you know, I don't know. I don't uh, I don't like the idea of believing that we're on some kind of cyclical clock here and that yeah. regardless of what's happening politically, what's happening in the economy, what's happening in uh, in uh, you know other segments of, of uh, society that, you know, that there's this ticking clock in that and that. Uh, and that businesses and real estate prices cycle. So anyway, it's interesting. Things
2: things change all the time. I remember my dad used to say uh, years ago when the market hits 1000, make sure you sell because all the old widows and or free, you know, widows were told by their rich husbands when the market hits a thousand, you got to sell. And that was true for a really long time, mostly in the 50s, 60s, 70s. And then finally it broke through and we haven't seen it since. Okay. Here's our second trivia question. What year did Abraham Lincoln deliver the Gettysburg address? Hmm. And I'll give you a hint. It was not 1950. Okay. Call 888-912-1190 for all you historians out there. 888-912-1190. If you're the first caller with the correct answer, you're going to win that tanning certificate. What year did Abraham Lincoln deliver the Gettysburg Address? Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back.
1: You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDLW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown.
2: Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hoff of Pacific Private Money. Here was our second trivia question. What year did Abraham Lincoln deliver the Gettysburg Address? Can I be close? Yeah. Well, Well, I'm just going to guess 1852. Um, When did the Civil War start? I just, 1861. I was terrible in history. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. So I, I, uh, I'm I'm early you're a little bit early. 1863. A- 80- Three. <laughs> Very good, Mark. You got it. <laughs> 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 don't you wish you had teachers who? It's
3: test funny. You I that passed way. down my uh, disdain for history and memorizing dates to my daughter. That's oh no. the subject.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? I, I used to not like it at all when I was a kid. Now I kind of enjoy it. Not that's so much the specific dates, but all, all the general history. Yeah, I just don't have a knack
3: for memorizing inane information more of, a, more of a kind of a in, the, in the moment kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, also, you know, kind of a global thinker, as mm-hmm. they
2: say. There you go. Okay, last last mention here for, <laughs> for uh, one of our sponsors. Uh, Hornblower Yachts. You know what? They have a great Thanksgiving cruise. Ooh. Check them out at hornblower.com. We've been on the Hornblower before. Love those guys. Yep, bring your jacket, though. Yeah, you'll want to go
3: outside? It's exactly, great
2: view. going underneath the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, yeah, and they got some great. they got some great deals going on. Great food, great entertainment. Hornblower.com. All right, Mark, why don't you wrap this up because I've got an email question for you. Yeah,
3: absolutely. So, so you know, we've got a real estate market that is um, running uh, a, a real estate, an increasing real estate market that's that's running along. I mean, we, if you believe the economic data, you know, we're ten years into this business cycle. We're approximately six years of. Uh, um, appreciating real estate cycle. Uh, when are we going to hit the next real estate and business cycle? Um, we don't know. Um, it's funny that you know when we listen to economists speak on this, most of them are, are comfortable trying to project out about up to 24 months, and usually you know not beyond yeah. that. And there just there really doesn't seem to be a consensus yet. So um, we have this conversation a lot. Uh, if you've listened to this show many times before, you've heard me you know have this very same conversation many times before. So things are there's a lot of stress. Strength in the economy right now, um, although the stock market is, you know, kind of woozy right now. Um, real estate uh, as an investment in California, there's still uh, a, a very high degree of investor confidence around California real estate. We're all expecting a correction to happen, possibly starting in the next 24 months. If it, if we're already not possibly in a peak pricing area right now. But we could be doing this radio show a year from now and talking about same the, the thing, continued yeah. 10% year-over-year year price appreciation, and uh, nothing would surprise me well, this you, time.
2: Well, do do you remember how we we kept saying years ago, um, oh, all the experts are, are expecting interest rates to go up? Like, every month that was happening, and they kept dropping, staying the same, dropping, well, staying the same. The, it was
3: the annual interest rate prediction that would
2: happen every December
3: for the last five years they were predicting that uh, the following 12 months that mortgage rates would be at
2: 5% well they're finally at 5% finally. So they're finally right they're finally it just right. took them about four
3: years to, to get there
2: that doesn't count you gotta yeah. be you know a little bit more accurate than that yeah. tell you what here here is an email that we received it says how does a softening real estate market <clears throat> impact your company so you have to give, give a little background on your company and why the question comes up well at Pacific Private Money
3: uh, we specialize in making privately funded funded short-term bridge loans they're called bridge loan is typically used uh, to uh, describe a, a, a loan that is short-term in duration and we define short-term as basically a year so we love making one-year loans do we make two-year loans and three-year loans yes not as many times as we make one-year loans that seems to be kind of our our go-to product that's the demand we serve, we serve a demand of people who want to buy real estate, uh, and they either have run out of time, uh, couldn't get the bank financing they thought they would get, or don't qualify for bank financing, but can qualify if given en- enough time, and usually, you know, within a year. Um, and that's the that's the niche we specialize in. We specialize in in making loans to people um, who either own real estate and want to pull money out, uh, or more often than not, it's a it's a purchase money loan. It's a, it's a loan to purchase a property. And we usually solve for a re- relatively conservative loan to value, which surprises some people. Uh, they think, uh, well, didn't you guys, you know, aren't, aren't you guys hard money? They'll say, well, yeah, that's what they used to call our business model, but we don't usually use that term today anymore. It's, it's, it's the business model has changed so much in the last 15 years, mostly due to Dodd-Frank, but we're a more legitimate uh, business model. And, and we're actually a lot uh, alternative
2: financing. Alternative real estate financing is a growing, Growing industry right now. But here's the crazy thing. Okay, uh, if I'm not mistaken, aren't there some larger companies out there who are making fix and flip loans that are so high LTV, it seems like a recipe for disaster.
3: Well, that's why you can't generalize about saying, aren't you hard money? Because that that term doesn't mean anything anymore. We're all alternative real estate finance providers. Most of us use private capital. Some companies out there are using hedge fund and private equity capital, uh, not necessarily from private individuals like we do at Pacific Private Money. So there is a broad range of lenders out there, but here at Pacific Private Money, we, we generally don't lend higher than 70%, and many of our loans are lower than 70% loan to today's value. So the question was, you know... um, Has a softening... Has a softening market, how how would that that impact impact? our company? Well, a softening market, we don't fear a softening market. In fact, we expect a softening market, and we're lending as uh, though we expect the market to to soften. So we're not doing um, 90%... Fix and flip loans like other companies are out there. Does it mean the other companies are stupid or that they're doing something wrong? No, I just happen to be a believer that when the market does correct, uh, that those loans out there that are at those. I would say aggressively high uh, LTVs yeah. uh, because they have a lot of money right out of place and they're going after those, you know, those best fix and flip clients out there in California and California still has a strong fix and flip market. I just I'm concerned that when the market does turn, that a lot of those loans may find themselves um, in default. And right. we would rather not be in a business where uh, we have a, um, a, a significant or larger increasing number of defaulting loans. So we're solving to have a loan portfolio that uh, in our fund right now is less than 60% loan to value by weighted average. We're very comfortable with the loan portfolio as it stands. And, and, and because they're mostly short term, we're not really concerned when the market to, begins to correct because, as we all know, mark, real estate markets actually don't crash. They just, they Start going down, but it's just the length of time that they continue to exactly. To you'll in you'll be out of
2: most of those loans by then. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to cut to another commercial break. Uh, Nam Phan has finally joined us. Thank Hello, you. yeah. Welcome. And, and so when you uh, uh, when we come back, uh, maybe we'll talk about deals of the week too. All right. Uh, third trivia question: How many horns did the dinosaur Triceratops have? Oh, call eight eight eight. Now we def- definitely did random, didn't Where did we? You find that we did. We did geometry, <laughs> did history, and now we do dinosaurs. Ten year olds everywhere should be able to answer that. That's one. right. Call yeah. eight. 888-912-1190. And don't touch that dial The Best of Investing. It's going to be right back.
1: For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The Best of Investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: Welcome back to the best of investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf and Nam Fon. Joined us in the studio. Welcome, Nam. Thank you very much. For, glad to be here. All right. <laughs> you sound like you're just a regular guest, but you're a regular co host. All right. Uh, here's our third trivia question How many horns did the dinosaur Triceratops have? Three. That's There you go. Oh, was that, that a hint? Try. Try T R I. All right. Well, that was kind of a teaser one. Okay. Uh, so, Mark, uh, Go into a little bit more of the alternative finance market versus the hard money, so yeah so it 's funny when people say so you 're a hard money lender well um i guess if
3: if if it were fifteen years ago a flashback yeah we 'd call it that, but most people today refer to it as a private money loan uh, or more frequently now you know an alternative real estate uh, or marketplace lending so um you know, there's like four main areas that uh, uh, alternative real estate finance serves today. Uh, one are commercial bridge loans, because uh, there's a lot of commercial properties out there that uh, maybe they're not fully leased, or for for a number of reasons can't get conventional financing quickly. So there's uh, there's uh, uh, companies that specialize in making uh, alternative uh, commercial real estate loans. Then there's the fix and flip, which we pretty much all know about. That was the, how the industry really grew into its own in uh, 2010, 11, 12, 13, uh, even more so in 13 when crowdfunding was passed. In fact, probably the biggest segment of the alternative real estate finance marketplace today are those companies that are throwing money at all of those contractors and flippers out there in these fix and flip loan programs, which we talked about in the last segment, some of which will lend up to like 90% of the purchase price and a hundred percent of the rehab That's scary for you know as low as eight percent and a point for their best and, and strongest uh, uh, um,
2: borrowers well, what's their th- what's their thinking that the contractors or their pencils are that sharp their thinking is I'm sitting on a hundred million bucks and I got to put
3: it to work because wow. they got it from Wall Street or some private equity firm at at 5% and, and they have to be competitive and or 6% they're giving it away just real quick the other two would be um, uh, alternative finance uh, real estate for uh, consumers who are looking to buy homes and you hear us talking about that on the best of investing all the time and then the thir- the fourth would be ground up construction so and, the, and at Pacific Private Money we have focused on uh, consumer owner occupied purchase money loans under our 11 month bridge program and we advertise that extensively and promoted extensively to realtors and mortgage brokers and bankers. If they have clients who are maybe in a contract and can't close, or they don't want to sell their home they're living in now and want to be able to buy their next home, we can provide up to 100% financing on the purchase price uh, and cross on their existing home and solve for a 70% combined loan to value or less. And then the uh, ground-up construction, it's another underserved marketplace. And so that's the second area that we're focused on, and we're starting to see more and more um, applications for ground-up construction, particularly in the fire-ravaged communities of Napa and Sonoma. And so that's a very popular. So it's, you know, the, the industry, the whole alternative real estate finance industry has blossomed in the last five years. There's been a ton of money flowing into California, particularly, uh, and companies, there's never been as many companies as there are today offering these alternative products. Now, the pricing um, does range from... Uh, the low to mid sevens all the way up to 12%. So you can't just call everything hard money because that term doesn't mean anything anymore. <laughs> it really doesn't. Right. It's, it's, it's who you are. What's your experience? Why do you need the money? How fast can you pay it back? How much do you need? What's the loan to value request? I mean, there, there's, it's very, um, it's very holistic in nature. Um, and uh, it's, it's nowhere near as boilerplate and template as bank financing is. where We have to check off all the boxes. It's still very fast money. But it's not stupid money, and uh, and it's an it's a it's a marketplace we love, and we're big believers in investing in real estate debt. And most of our three hundred plus investors that have come along for the ride over the last ten years have uh, have come to <laughs> yeah. agree with us yeah. that real estate debt is the place you want to be if you believe that real estate prices are 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 too high, and if you're selling real estate right now and taking advantage of of the top of the market, and maybe you decide I'm going to go ahead and pay the those new lower capital gains tax rates what to do with that money don't put it in the stock market check us out real estate debt at pacificprivatemoney.com Pacific check us out at pacificprivatemoney.com or call us 415-883-2150 we're right here in the bay area
4: yeah so real quick we were talking about fix and flip loans and and you talking about lenders making loans up to 90% LTV, and you said that's scary. Yeah. I mean, for us, we see that every day. We know that's scary. But maybe for our listeners, why is 90% LTV loan well, scary for a fix-and-flip guy? Well, what I would look at, first of all,
2: when you pay a commission to a broker, that generally is going to be 6%. Mm-hmm. So right off the top, if there's – and then plus you have you know closing costs. So if the house doesn't appreciate in value, then – you know, you got do kind of scary there. Well, I think normally when they're making these
3: loans, you know, so so up to ninety percent of cost. And up to 100 percent of the renovation cost, but I do believe that most of these lenders do have a caveat. It's up to then, say 75 percent of the expected future value or after repaired value, right. as they yeah. call it, the ARV, they call it. And uh, but but that percentage has been going up. It used to be like mm-hmm. 60, 60 to 65 yeah. percent of a of future ARV, uh, not to exceed that is. Yeah. So 90 uh, percent of purchase, 100 percent of rehab, up to some percentage of arv and that arv percentage has been going up so the the the, the danger really is that that uh, they don't you know it turns out not to be a good loan the ex- expenses go um, go over yeah. budget yeah. Uh, they run out of money they stop if the project stops i mean that's that's, that's it. they don't the have, a, they don't have a large, a large enough buffer and pricing yeah. goes down right yeah, i mean exactly.
4: there's, there's a correction you know somewhere in the market in our future right so some of those loans will get stuck i mean i think that's
3: that's when the market turns, some of those loans will get stuck. And that's that's not a market space we want to be exactly. in. So. Exactly. Yep.
4: So yep. Now, before we cut to our break, can you give us a quick deal of the week? Yeah. So deal of the week. Why would a couple of professionals with uh, 800 FICO scores need private money? Speed, baby. Speed. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. This week we had a couple um, in the Silicon Valley purchasing a home. In Los Altos, so Los Altos Hills, so two point one million. Uh, they have a home to sell as well, so very bankable. Obviously, a FICO of eight hundred, a couple of professionals, very well qualified. But banks don't close on time, or can't close fast enough. Yeah. So they come to us for a bridge loan, um, and this one, you know, the rate's going to be somewhere in the nines, high nines probably, but. The nice—and it's a low LTV, below 60% loan-to-value. Wow. They already have an exit in place. Uh, They are pre-qualified with a conventional lender for our takeout. So that's it. one of those loans that when it comes across our desk, we just say that's a no-brainer. And— just to contrast that with another type of loan that uh, that came in I actually talked to one of
3: our top referral partners called me this morning and said I've got a woman whose husband recently died and she lives in San Francisco in one of two condos that she owns both of them are on the market <clears throat> and she wants to buy a home in Tiburon all cash and she can't bank qualify because she Doesn't have the income, but there's enough equity in the two condos that once they both sell, it will... She'll own the property free and clear. But meanwhile, she and she does have some down payment, so she doesn't need us to provide her 100 percent financing on the target. Uh, But we could because we could cross back on the other two condos. So that's a that's that's another unusual, but not too atypical
2: situation. Very good. Okay. so uh, when we cut uh, back, we don't have another trivia question. But uh, when we come back, we're going to have some closing comments on the best of
1: investing. So don't touch that dial. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown.
2: Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf and Nam Fon. So, Mark, uh, people have been hearing recently about uh, these deeds of trust. If they're interested, how do they uh, invest? Well, Edward, it's not just deeds of trust.
3: We call what we do for our investor clients Mortgage investing, and we actually have three ways to invest. So let's say you're someone that's sitting on a pile of cash, or maybe you're uh, thinking of selling some real estate, or maybe you're thinking of maybe uh, repositioning your retirement portfolio. Maybe you want to sell some stock. Uh, Doesn't really matter where the uh, money comes from; it can come from your retirement accounts. We take retirement money. Self-directed IRAs are very popular to uh, invest in real estate debt. And so our three ways to invest are: we have a mortgage pool fund. Uh, that is really a more passive investment. If you've never invested in individual notes before, individual real estate notes, uh, you're probably a better candidate for a fund. So we have our managed fund, which right now is at $42 million. Uh, it's been in existence for five and a half years. And year to date, we're paying about 7.6%, so about the mid-sevens. The other two ways to invest are whole notes or fractional notes. Uh, they're basically, either if you invest in whole notes or fractional notes, notes. You're basically investing in an individual note. And by whole or fractional, what we mean is you could invest in the entire note. And our average loan size right now at Pacific Private Money is about $750,000. So if you are sitting on a, a pretty substantial amount of capital and you want to invest it in one whole note, uh, we have some investors who will only invest in whole notes. So again, it's about, it's about the appetite of the investor and the experience level of the investor. Uh, so we, we love working with individuals who want to uh, invest in uh, one one of our notes, and they want to invest in the entire note. But if you maybe just have a couple hundred thousand dollars and you want to invest in a note, you can invest in, say, one of our million-dollar notes and take a fractional interest. We regularly um, originate loans where there are two, three, four, or five investors who we have pooled their money together into an individual note. One of the common differences between a fund and individual notes are individual, individual notes are for a a specific amount on a specific property for a specific time. And when that borrower pays that money back, you have to accept it. And now you're back in cash again, looking at the next investment. You can typically make more money on an individual note. Uh, Our individual notes typically pay between 8 and 9%, depending on the individual note. We usually take a servicing spread. In fact, usually we always do. We take a servicing Mm -hmm. spread on all the loans that we originate. It's typically 100 basis points or 1%, so the note rate might be 9.9%, and we offer 8.9% to our investors. The fund, you can open it with any amount of money above $50,000 if you're accredited, meaning you have a million dollar net worth, exclusive of the value of your home. And one of the nice things about a fund is that uh, you can add to it when you want. You can add in, you, know, you can throw 5000 bucks into it every week if you wanted to. Uh, you can open multiple accounts. You can keep it in there as long as you want. You can you, reinvest your distributions. You can reinvest yep. your distributions. That's why it's very popular with IRA accounts, because if you're not taking distributions in your IRA and you don't want any, or need that income, uh, you can be a growth investor. So in a fund, you could be an income investor for that monthly income or a growth investor for the growth in value. And the nice thing about uh, in being a growth investor is you get the, the magic of a compounding interest. So the compounded return in the fund right now is just a tick under 8% uh, year to date. So lots of ways to invest. We love real estate debt. We're, we're really big on it and we can provide you with all kinds of information. Uh, the best way to start that conversation is to send us an email or uh, go to our website or give us a call. Phone number here, 415 883 2150, and the website, Pacific
2: private money Com. Also, one other thing, the, we asked the accountants about this, and they said that uh, if you invest in the fund um, non-IRA money, twenty mm-hmm. percent of the income that you pay to the investor does not have to be reported on the federal right.
3: Tax that's part, that's, of tax, that's <clears throat> part of the new tax. That's part of the new tax reform cool. effective in twenty eighteen. You do Can't get the,
4: emphasize
2: have, that enough. You yeah, get that, you that, get a twenty percent pass through benefit, benefit on your taxes. Very good. So oh. helps. All right, guys. Thanks again. Here's our thoughts for the day. Trying to figure out the meaning of life is like trying to ascertain the square root of a goldfish now fortunately i figured it out the answer is three and you do today uh excuse me and what you do today can improve all of your tomorrows nice huh all right tune in next week to the best of investing we're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions thanks for listening on behalf of our team i'm edward brown we're wishing you the best of investing so long
1: You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for The Best of Investing on the Bay Area's Business Leader.